Okay, we'd like to welcome you to our current event in weekly Bible study for December 2nd, 2007. And today we're going to be covering a subject that um, kind of been a long time coming. I've been researching the subject probably for at least 10 years. Um, and we're going to be dealing with Lord Maitreya today. And in case you don't know who Lord Maitreya is, we're going to be going over that today and uh, giving you a full comprehensive look. I don't know how much I'll get done in, in this teaching. This teaching is pretty voluminous. I've got a lot of material I've compiled over the last 10 years regarding the subject. And um, particularly with Lord Maitreya and his potential to actually be the Antichrist. I know there's a lot of theories about the Antichrist and this and that. And, and a lot of people try to prove the Antichrist through numerology and things of this nature. This is something I've never really wavered off. Uh, since I started researching the New World Order, and particularly when I found a site, I believe it's called World of Prophecy, by a guy named Eastwood, a long time ago, one of the first sites I ever found on the internet was this information regarding Lord Maitreya. And then shortly after there, I, I went into an independent, fundamental, King James-only Baptist church where the preacher also preached on Lord Maitreya. It was the first time I ever heard a preacher actually preach on this particular subject. And, again, I don't want to present this information as though I'm totally dogmatic that Lord Betraya has to be the Antichrist. But from a biblical standpoint, and in totality, regarding what we're going to look at today, I don't know of a better candidate who fills, potentially, more biblical roles of the Antichrist than this entity known as Lord Betraya. I don't know one that does more. And I think when you get when we look at this information in totality, you're going to see that uh, the information is absolutely overwhelming pointing to this. My goal in doing essentially all of these teachings that we do, and I don't know if I've ever said this before, but my goal is to take subjects that have taken me years to garner, to glean, to try to condense it all, and take these subjects, condense it into a cohesive format, put it up on the internet, so you can get up to speed on a subject that might have taken me, in, like in this case, 10 years to get up to speed on. You can get up to speed in a matter of hours on a given subject. Uh, and I pray the Lord will speak through me, and I don't take credit or glory for any of this. I give all that to the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit would speak through me, and that this would be done in an understandable, simplistic way. And these are things that you could in turn forward to other people and, and uh, arm yourself with knowledge. Because we're in the most deceptive time the world has ever known. It's easier to be deceived today than it's ever been on the face of the planet. Deception is, is everywhere we turn. Just turn on the news. I get so aggravated trying to watch nightly news between the drug commercials and um, all the lies propagated particularly on the nightly news, 6 o'clock news is bad, wherever you turn, it just lies. Deception. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.13 that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that's the time we're living in, totally. The Antichrist is getting ready to come. Um, you know, his father is the father of lies. And of his father's works, he will do. And there's many Antichrists in the world today. Many of them are in the pulpits of America. 
And as the Bible says, if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness, or would appear to be ministers of righteousness. So, you know, this is the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of deception that permeates the world. And we really need to go out of our way to make sure we're not being deceived. Remember, God is going to be the one that sends the strong delusion in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of what? The truth. So it's very important what truth we're operating in. And it's actually the earmark of a Christian. Because a true Bible-believing Christian is not going to ultimately be deceived. I'm not saying that there's things that, that I'm not deceived about this day, but ultimately, we're not going to be deceived. Okay, The Lord, I believe, is going to show us. And um, this is my motivation for doing these types of teachings. So, this Lord Maitreya, okay, he has his own website. And he's had his own website for a long, long time. And guess what? Originally, who sponsored this website was the United Nations. Now, I'm going to provide some proof for that later in this teaching. But, this website is Share, S-H-A-R-E-I-N-T-L, Share, in, it stands, it's short for Share International, dot O-R-G. And he's got, I mean, the, the website's huge. You can go up there, click on a tab. You could literally probably spend days on this website. It's kind of like the body of this devil's work. Okay? And on his main homepage, we read uh, from Sharon National, In the midst of war, fear and famine, new hope is in the world for us all. Okay, so that's their thing. And this fear and famine is, is in large part due to what these devils have created. So much of the time, these crises we see in the world, which is blamed on humanity and these types of things, is actually a result of these, of the Illuminati, these 13 families who, who, who create so many of these crises, so that they, they in turn can provide the solution. And when the Antichrist comes to power, most likely that's going to be the scenario. It says here, Maitreya will speak for the millions without a voice, for the destitute and the hungry, who live in anguish from day to day. For those who languish in the prisons of the world, for daring to challenge the edicts of their, quote, betters. He will speak for the men who love justice and liberty, and will raise his voice aloud in their cause, end of quote. I mean, this guy is a devil, and as the Bible says, Satan was the most subtle beast of the field in Genesis 3. This man is one of the most subtle devils you'll ever see. Now, when you start to compare what he's saying and what his false prophet, which we're going to talk about named Benjamin Cream, says, you'll see it's really not so subtle if you just examine your Bible. Okay? But for the masses and for the pseudo-Christians that don't even have a true Bible, they don't have a King James Bible, and they're going by man's teachings, not God's, for them, they're not going to be able to discern this. And they will be deceived, that they will believe a lie, that, and then they'll, they'll be damned, because they receive not the love of the truth. This is where we're, we're moving, and this particular person, or, or, or entity, I don't want to call him a person, because I really don't know what he is, okay? <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's bad news, okay? But, if we go further in this webpage, he says, Many now expect the return of their awaited teacher. 
whether they call him the Christ, Messiah, the fifth Buddha, Krishna, or Imam Mahandi, Mahadi. Millions now know that the teacher who fulfills all these expectation, expectations is already living among us. Now, we're going to talk about the timeline and chronological order of this, quote, Lord Maitreya. Okay? Now, when it says they were, they, all these religions are waiting the return of their, of their uh, teacher, whether they call him the Christ, okay, as Christians would be waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which would be more the Messianic Jewish or Jewish term, that they're waiting for their Messiah because they don't believe it was Jesus. They believe it was someone, you know, someone to come. And that's why Jesus says, you know, I, when I come in my name, you're not going to believe me, but if someone comes in, in another name, him you'll believe. Okay, and I know I paraphrase that from the Bible. But that's what Jesus Christ himself said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Whether they call him the fifth Buddha, you know, like you would get in um, Buddhism, obviously, or Krishna, which would be more in Hinduism, or Imam Mahadi, which is what the all the Muslims and the Islamic people are waiting for. And this guy, this president, uh, Ahmadjadeen, over in Iran, has basically said, listen, in order for this Imam Mahadi to, to actually arise, we're going to have to shed a lot of blood. They believe he's only going to come back through shedding of massive amounts of blood. That's why I think they're more than willing to go to war. And, and why Islam is so willing to, you know, on a moment's notice, hey, we'll go to war, whatever. Because they believe that's how they have to usher in their Messiah. Okay, and again, it comes down to works. It comes down to a works-based religion. Whether that works is keeping the seven sacraments like a, uh, like a quote, good Catholic would do, which is all a stench in, in, in the nostrils of God, or whether that good work would be strapping a nail bomb on your back and running into a... Uh, restaurant to kill as many Jews as you possibly could, or Americans, or Christians, or whatever, as an Islamic person. For them, that's a good work. That's the way they earn their way to wherever they're trying to get. The only thing they're doing is earning their way into hell. Of course, they really don't have to, have to do anything to earn their way into hell. You know, you're appointed for that, essentially, unless you get saved. But that's a whole other subject. But, um, if we go further into this, into this article, it says, Maitreya the world teacher, has not come alone. Now remember, this is Lord Betrayer's homepage. This has been up there for a long time. Okay, What I'm telling you right now, this isn't something that just like happened last week. This is something that I've known about for, you know, like I said, quite a long time. This is one of the first things I believe the Lord showed me when I started getting into researching this type of material. Maitreya the world teacher has not come al alone, but with a group of wise teachers who have long guided humanity from behind the scenes. Oh, is that the case? Now, I've already done a separate teaching on um, Lord Maitreya and the Ascended Masters. I think it's called Mars, Lord Maitreya and the Ascended Masters or something like that. I'm going to actually bundle that teaching with this teaching when I put it out. Now, in that one, I've got a lot of visual aids. I've got, I have a PDF file that has pictures of all of these devils that you can actually look at in these types of things. But these are the 
quote, ascended masters that are most likely going to make their appearance in conjunction with the Antichrist rising to power. Now, whether the Lord betrays the Antichrist or not, what I do know is that they are going to work with the Antichrist to deceive the masses. And they, these ascended masters, are going to each have their own, quote, niche market. One of them is called Master Jesus. He's going to be the one that goes to the Christians. One of them is going to be, you know, the appearing as whatever, probably the fifth Buddha. And these types of things. I believe, from what I'm... from from my research, that Lord Maitreya most likely will be the Antichrist who basically is over all of them. Because remember, it says right here that this Maitreya, the world teacher, has not come alone, but with a group of wise teachers. See, there will be a lot of little forest fires he has to put out if he comes back, because there's going to be a lot of religions that haven't quite been fully leavened yet, maybe, and they're wanting to be more fundamental to the faith, and they're going to see some contradictions when the Antichrist comes with these ascended masters, and most likely, unfortunately, this is going to be in conjunction, possibly, even with the aliens. They're going to explain this alien thing, because, see, the thing is, and the bottom line is, is these ascended masters, when it says here that these wise teachers have long guided humanity from behind the scenes, one of the biggest brainwashing things we've been exposed to, obviously, is evolution through Darwinism. But also, if you even trace that back further, what the um, one of the common themes of these, quote, aliens, or of even these ascended masters, is that, yes, we came here millions of years ago. We are these higher spirit beings, and we actually formed humanity. We actually made your race. And as a result of making your race, you've done such a bad job, we've got to come back and straighten it out. Now, this is called the ancient astronaut theory. And there's a lot of people in the UFO community that, that, that um, uh, espouse to this. See, this way they can say, well, you know, God never did create us. These, these aliens came here, and, and they're posing as these ascended masters. And they came here a long time ago. They created our race. They seeded this planet with humanity. And now they've got to come back and straighten out their big science project. Okay, so this is going to be one of the themes that most likely is going to be shoved down our throat, particularly when these devils make their appearance, their official appearance. And it's coming. It's just a matter of time. Okay? I mean, it's, the Bible predicted that, you know, this deception was coming. Now, it says then, it says, they are returning to the everyday world to help us solve our most critical global problems. And again, these are these benevolent ascended masters, you know, that are coming back to help us out. And these critical global problems, as I had said before, because they are working in conjunction with the 13 families of the Illuminati, with the controlling elite, which ultimately all of this is under Satan, okay? They're all working together. Now, there may be factions that fight among one another and these types of things, but ultimately, they're trying to work together to bring about this global, one-world, new-world-order government, which, again, the Bible clearly predicts will happen in Revelation goes on to say, He is here to inspire us to create a new era based on sharing and justice. Right. So that all may have the basic necessities of life. Food, shelter, health care, and education. See, he's going to appeal to the masses. The masses are going to love this guy. Because he's going to supposedly be the voice of the little guy. He's going to basically, you know, be the voice for all these 
these poor people in all these third world countries that are dying of starvation and all these other things. And, I mean, the, the world is going to embrace them with an open, open arms, particularly third world countries. His open mission in the world is about to begin. As Maitreya himself has said, quote, soon, now very soon, you will see my face and hear my words, end of quote. So let's go and find out a whole lot more about Lord Betraya. Oh, I'm sorry, Matreya. Sorry about that. Got to watch me there. Anyway, so this is from Share International Media Service. This is one of their earlier... Because, see, what I did is for a lot of years I've been printing out stuff off their website. And then off Christian websites, because this is straight from the horse's mouth. This is right from the source, okay? Can't really accuse this information of being biased, because it's right off this devil's website. Okay, so this is um, called The Emergence of the World Teacher in Brief. Now, what I want to do, I'm going to really do a thorough study on this. I don't know how many parts this is going to end up being. But we're going to take a really thorough look at this, um, whatever he is, this evil spiritual entity in human form. And I want to give you a timeline of, chronologically, Maitreya and how he's made his emergence. So, this is called The Emergence of the World Teacher. In brief, <clears throat> according to the ageless wisdom teachings, humanity has advanced primarily through the influence of a succession of enlightened teachers who inspire us at the beginning of every new cosmic cycle or age. Now, that says a mouthful. What does that mean? Well, they're saying that at the, at the start of every new cosmic cycle or age, which they break up into like Pisces and Aquarius and all these astrological um, zodiacal signs, they say that there's some kind of succession of these, quote, enlightened ones. The wisdom and the spiritual power of these teachers have, so far, have been so far above the norm that followers have built religions around them to spread their teachings. Now, this is the same lie that we just exposed a few weeks back on the Zeitgeist movie, which is really popular on the internet right now, where it basically says Jesus has just repackaged paganism. He's just one more repackaged. He's just like Horus was, or Tammuz, the sun god. He's no different. He's just a repackaged version. And we go and we totally tear that whole thing down because it's so easily debunked and refuted. But it's easy to say that as a blanket statement when you haven't studied the issue. So, I, could, I think you probably see where they're going with this. The next statement says, um, let me read this last line again. The wisdom and spiritual power of these teachers have been so far above the norm that followers have built religions around them to spread their teachings. We know some of these teachers as Krishna, Confucius, Zoroaster, Buddha, the Christ, and Muhammad. So what they do, first thing they do right off the bat is they lump Jesus Christ in with all the other devils. Okay? See, my Lord Jesus Christ isn't in the grave. Okay? All these other ones, they're all in the grave. They didn't get resurrected. They didn't rise. They're not seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. They didn't shed their blood to pay the sin debt of all mankind. They didn't live a sinless life. They weren't born of a virgin. None of that. None of that. But it's so subtle and so easy for them to just kind of lump Jesus Christ in with all these other devils. All these other religions are taking you straight to hell. 
Whereas Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Then it goes further and it says, the scriptures of every major religion promise further revelations with the return of the great of a great spiritual teacher. Today, while Christians hope for the return of Christ, Jews await the Messiah. Muslims look for the Imam Mahadi, or Messiah. Hindus expect Krishna. Buddhists antith- anticipate the fifth Maitreya Buddha. Students of the Ageless Wisdom teachers know all these as different names for the same individual. The world teacher, Lord Maitreya. Hmm. Now, does that sound like the Antichrist to you? I don't know of any... A lot of people say Prince Charles is the Antichrist. I'm sorry. Prince Charles doesn't fill this bill. He doesn't even remotely fill this bill. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, what I'm getting into right now. Today at the dawn of the... We're going back to this article. Today at the dawn of the Aquarian Age... Remember that song from the 60s, This is the Dawning of the Age of Aquarius? Well, that was purely witchcraft. That song was inspired. So much of, of rock and roll music was purely inspired through and by witchcraft. Okay? But they believe that this is the dawn of the Aquarius. See, we're going out of the Piscean Age, the Pisces. Okay, and I, I guess I should be mad because I'm, I'm born in March, so it makes me a Pisces. But anyway, sorry, just kidding, a little humor there. Um... They say Jesus was the one that ushered in the age of Pisces in the zodiacal hierarchy. And now this Maitreya, this Lord Maitreya, is going to be the one that ushers in the age of Aquarius. So Jesus is kind of on his way out now, his influence, and now Lord Maitreya is the one that's going to step up to the plate, evidently. Maitreya has come to inspire humanity to create a civilization characterized by brotherhood, justice, and right relationship. Lies, lies, and more lies. Because I think if you read Revelation, you'll quickly find out it's all about the Antichrist. <laughs> He's not really much into, you know, everybody having their rights. You know, I'll, I'll tell that to all the martyrs that are going to be beheaded. Uh, who knows, you know, I may be one. And, and the thing is, I don't think he's going to care too much about their rights. Okay, it's basically going to be my way or the highway, according to him. Now, I'm not saying the Lord Jesus Christ isn't still on the throne and he can't protect his remnant. Okay, but I'm saying this is what his agenda is going to be. So, he says, um, he's going to encourage a more equitable sharing of the world's resources. See, these are the things everybody wants to hear. You know, like the Bible says, you know, heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears. This is the doctrines of devils and speaking lies and hypocrisy and seducing spirits that the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4.1. So let's give a chronology of this Lord Maitreya from 1875 onward. In 1875, and this is straight from the Sharon National website, the ageless wisdom teachings were first made available to the general public by Helena Petrovina Blavatsky. Madame Blavatsky, probably the most wicked witch of the West that's lived in the last, you know, hundred plus years. Okay, this woman was straight from the pit of hell, and she would admit it. She received her first, her information directly from the masters of wisdom. Now, these are these ascended masters that I've talked about in times past. There's actually a picture of her I've seen, 
where she's got these ascended master guys around her back then. Because, see, supposedly they don't really age. They're the ageless ones. They are these masters of wisdom, perfected, omniscient men who have attained their high spiritual status after lifetimes of human experiences. In her seminal works on the ageless wisdom, the secret doctrine of Isis unveiled, which is, you know, good, you know, bedtime reading, just kidding. The, secrets, the, doctrine, the secret doctrine of Isis unveiled, Blavatsky revealed that the masters, together forming the spiritual hierarchy of our planet, have guided humanity from the scenes of everyday life for countless millennia. So see, they can come back and take credit for everything. They can take credit for Jesus Christ. They can take credit for everything good that's ever happened in the world. And you're gonna, you're gonna see all the things that they're actually that this Lord Matray is actually taking credit for now, as we go through this. Periodically, at times of great human crisis, they send one of their own. These are these these um, masters of wisdom. They send one of their own periodically. They send one of their own into the world to show humanity the way forward. Oh, well, I'm so glad that, you know, that's their motivation. Blavatsky established the Theosophical Society, which was basically like, you know, Lucifer is our us. I mean, it was like basically, you know, Satanism, this Theosophical Society. But she established this to introduce this new perspective on history and human evolution. Ah, there's that word evolution again. Now, between 1919 and 19... 49, Alice A. Bailey, who was like the one that took the mantle from Madame Blavatsky, Alice Bailey wrote a series of books dictated telepathically to her, known as the Tibetan. Now this is a common theme you see with a lot of occultists. They actually receive their information telepathically, and then a lot of times through the process of what they term as automatic writing, they actually write this stuff down. And it's almost like having a pen or pencil in your hand, and you're writing, but you're kind of like on autopilot. Your hand's moving, and this stuff's just coming out on the paper. This happened to Aleister Crowley, who was known as the Great Beast. He wrote the Book of Thelma, which is called the Book of the Law that way. Um, happened here to Alice Bailey. Happens to many of these rock musicians that will admit to it, where they'll write songs, and they'll be like, hey man, somebody else was under, I was under the control of someone else, you know? And so what ends up happening is, is they write, and they write, and they write these songs, and so much of the time, these very songs they write, when you put them in, like, backward masking, they'll have hidden messages in them. And that's the truth. I mean, Stairway to Heaven is probably one of the greatest songs. I believe it talks about My Sweet Satan, played backwards in Stairway to Heaven. A lot of songs, particularly by Led Zeppelin, the Eagles. Uh, who knows what they've got going on today, you know. But, um... Anyway, I kind of got off a little tangent there. But Alice Bailey wrote a series of books dictated telepathically to her by a master known as the Tibetan. Now, the Tibetan, I think, is one of the, quote, ascended masters that we actually covered in this last teaching. I'm almost positive it is. Within the vast body of information given about the world and its future, the Tibetan revealed that inevitably, the, the inevitability of the world teacher's return had been established. And that he would come at the middle or close, or at the close of this 20th century. Now, this is going to be a common theme, you see. See, the Antichrist always wants to have things his way, and he wants to have it now, like Burger King. 
think about it, if the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't on the throne, and there wasn't a God, and I'm not saying that's the case, but if there wasn't, do you think Satan would have let any of us live at all? I think we'd all be wiped out dead. Because he wants to kill us. Ultimately. Ultimately, really what he wants to do is get as many people in the lake of fire with him as possible. That's his goal. That is his MO, his modus operandi, or whatever you call it. So, that's, that's what he wants to do. And he's going to, you know, deceive any way he can to try to get as many people there as possible. So, if we go further with this, well, and it, and it says he, he wants to come in the middle or close to the 20th century. See, according to satanic plans from what I've seen, they wanted to implement this whole New World Order agenda a lot sooner than they have been able to implement it. I mean, they wanted the book 1984 to be reality, where we actually have this New World Order by the year 1984. Obviously, it didn't happen. Okay, They wanted it to happen real bad by the year 2000. But you know something? It didn't happen. And you know something, this Lord Maitreya, this devil, has been wanting to make his emergence and his public appearance for a long, long time. In fact, Benjamin Cream has announced that, you know, he's going to come at this date. And, he's, and he finally just shut up. He's like the Jehovah Witnesses. They, keep, they kept on predicting the end of the world, and they kept, the, kept getting it wrong so many times that they just finally gave up. Because every time they would do it, they would lose all these thousands and thousands of followers. Well... With this thing with the Lord Maitreya, it was the same thing. Benjamin Cream, who we're going to be talking about here in a second, is like the false prophet for Lord Maitreya. He's been predicting his emergence or his return for a long, long time. But you know what? It hasn't happened. And as a result of that, he just kind of finally got to a point where he kind of shut his mouth as far as when he's going to make his appearance. And you know who's always the one throwing the monkey wrench into it? The Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. That's the deal. He's not going to let this happen. He's not going to let the Antichrist arise until he's ready for him to arise. Okay? He will be the chief instrument, the Antichrist and his minions, and, you know, the whole Satanic kingdom, will be the chief instrument that, the, that Satan will ultimately use, or be permitted to use, to deceive humanity. But see, just remember, God is going to be the one that lets it happen, according to 2 Thessalonians 2. Oh, I don't think God would do that. that that's not the God I serve, or whatever. Well, you know, that's your opinion. Okay, but the Bible's clear about what God is going to do. You know what it's like? It's like Jeremiah 7, 11, and 14. Where God finally gets to a point with those people, with backslidden Israel, where he says, don't even pray for them, because I won't even hear your prayer. I won't even hear it. Particularly at that time, they were um, God's chosen people, and essentially what was happening is, they were committing all kind of abominations within the church, and within the church building. I shouldn't say the church, but more the temple. And it says in Jeremiah... It says that the people got to a point where they said, we are delivered to do these abominations. We are actually so right with God that we can actually, we're actually delivered to do these abominations. They had deluded themselves to that point. They were actually ch sacrificing their children to Moloch and these types of things. And God finally gets to a point where He says, don't even pray for this people because I won't hear your prayer. Their judgment's sealed. 
And I think that's a big reason why it gets to a point in the end times where God sends this strong delusion that these people believe this lie that they might all be damned because they received not the love of the truth. Because God just gets to a point where it's not going to matter. Remember, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Okay, narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal. Few there be that find it. That's just a biblical fact. Doesn't mean I'm saying this because I think I'm better. I'm putting this information out because I want people to wake up so that they don't go to hell. And that's God's desire as well. It's His will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. So, you have to understand, you know, this is the, this is the biblical scenario we're looking at right now. But he's wanted to come back for a long, long, long time. This, this Antichrist will make his, his appearance. But God's not going to let it happen. And I think part of it also is that God is long-suffering and merciful. And there's certain people that are going to wake up and get saved. Then if we go further into this timeline, we see on January 1959, British artist Benjamin Cream was first contacted telepathically by one of the Masters of Wisdom, and three months later by Lord Maitreya himself, who offered Cream the task of making known publicly his return. Maitreya explained, quote, I myself am coming sooner than anyone thinks possible. It will be about 20 years. Now, this was 1959. <laughs> well, it didn't happen. Okay, and that means he would have been here by 1979 which would have made the book 1984 pretty accurate, if you think about it. Okay? And you will have a role to play in my coming. Now, again, Lord, this, this devil Maitreya guy, this devil Betraya, if he was really of God, why didn't, he, why didn't he predict his own coming accurately? He didn't do it. He failed. In fact, they failed several times on this. Well, Deuteronomy 18 is the test of a prophet. And it essentially says, you know, listen, if this person is of God, what he says will come to pass essentially every time. Hasn't happened. Hasn't even remotely happened. It's gotten so bad to the point where they don't even bother anymore. Because they don't want to put their foot in their mouth anymore. It's what it boils down to. So it says, it will be about 20 years, or this uh, double Maitreya, and you will have a role to play in my coming if you accept it. End of quote. Consenting to the unknown challenge, Cream began an arduous period of training designed to prepare him for the work that would ensue. Whatever that means. So again, you know, um, the Illuminati's wanted to stage the uh, appearance of the Antichrist for a long time, but God's just not going to let it, let it happen until it's his timing. Then if we go further, in, in 1974... So we're fast-forwarding from 1959 to 1974. Cream, or since 1974, this Benjamin Cream has been the key individual speaking out on this subject. Through worldwide public lectures and hundreds of interviews on radio and television, as well as through the print media, his information has been compiled into eight books and translated into numerous languages by groups responding to his message. Okay? So this guy hasn't sat idly by. He's been a good Pied Piper for the likely candidate for the coming Antichrist. Now, I should say here, although Lord Maitreya and although Benjamin Cream have falsely predicted his public emergence numerous times, which clearly indicates they're false prophets, there is one that did get it right once, 
Oh, yeah. Pentecostal, very, very, very famous Pentecostal minister. And I'm not going to say any more than that right now. Because that's going to be at the very, very last, probably last teaching I'm going to do on this. I don't know how, again, i got a lot of material to cover here. But just for now, suffice it to say that a very famous Pentecostal, charismatic preacher, pastor, whatever, accurately predicted Lord Maitreya's emergence and basically said it was going to be Jesus Christ. And he accurately predicted it within a three-day period. We're going to talk about that later. I don't want to give too much away there because if we start going down that rabbit trail, I've got to keep going down it and I'll be getting ahead of the teaching. So then, let's go to July 1977. According to Benjamin Cream, Maitreya emerged from the center of, his, of the Himalayas and traveled by plane from Pakistan to London. His point of focus in the modern world. Now, London is essentially the center of Britain. Britain is going to probably be the center of, most likely, the European Union, which, you know, the European Union is kind of like the blueprint for the first uh, one of the ten kingdoms that's talked about in the Antichrist. It's already been done. They've already got their own one-world currency called the Euro. Britain, England, is has more witches per capita than any place on Earth. It also has more haunted houses and these types of places than any place on Earth. In other words, it's the very much the center for demonic activity. I think it's where the Harry Potters come out of and these types of things. Britain is a nasty place. Okay? Not to say that God didn't create the whole world. I'm just saying that witchcraft has really, really, really um, gravitated toward Britain. And guess who lives at the center of Britain? Lord Maitreya in London, in a suburb of London, in an Indian-Pakistani community. Britain is also where the Rothschilds decide the price of gold and silver at the end of every single day. Now, the Rothschilds are, um, from my research, the highest family in the Illuminati. They're higher than the Rockefellers or any of the others. They're the ones, they were the original uh, Jewish banking families. Uh, and this is well known, there was actually even a Hollywood movie made on this a long, long time ago, like in the 40s. I actually have a copy of the movie that Doc Marquis sent me. And um, they, uh, they were the original banking families. And um, they are still pretty much in control of that industry. So, Maitreya emerged from his center in the Himalayas in 1977, traveled by plane from Pakistan to London, his point of focus in the modern world. Thus fulfilling, listen to this, thus fulfilling the biblical prophecy that he would come in the clouds. <laughs> You're going to see this theme all the way through this, this devil website. Why is it that they so key on the Christian stuff? Why aren't they keen on, like, the coming back of Imam Mahandi or what? You're going to see there is a disproportionate emphasis on trying to convince pseudo-Christians that Lord Maitreya is Jesus Christ. Or some type of incarnation of him. Now, let me get this straight. It says Maitreya emerged from his center in the Himalayas and traveled by plane from back. It said he traveled by plane. From Pakistan to London, his point of focus in the modern world. Thus fulfilling the biblical prophecy, he would come in the clouds. Oh, so I guess everybody that gets on a plane that drives, rides around, you know, does that mean we've come in the clouds? I've gotten on a plane many, many times. 
Does that mean I came in the clouds and I fulfilled some type of biblical prophecy? What a lie for the... I mean, you know, if the guy was at least going to be impressive, why didn't he, like, you know, sprout wings or something and, you know, take flight with his wings of imagination? Fly through the clouds. And 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 uh, get get over get over to London, you know, and land on top of some building. Maybe they could have some like you know spotlights on them or something, and, and they fly them in. Maybe they could have a blimp or something that could advertise the whole thing. They could give away free hot dogs, maybe chili cheese dogs. I don't know. Do something to promote this event. But no, he just flew in on a plane. How pathetic! Anybody could do that. Now you will see. There's things that he can do that are impressive. But remember, the Antichrist is going to come with all lying signs and wonders. So, this fulfilled the biblical prophecy that he would come in the clouds, returning to humanity, quote, like a thief in the night. <laughs> oh, man! I read this, I'm like, oh, those devils. You talk about an absolute biblical leap of logic. Thief in the night, coming in the clouds, the guy comes in on a plane from the Himalayas? From Pakistan to London, he supposedly fulfilled all these biblical prophecies. But you know, there'll be a lot of Christians that fall for this. Because they don't even have a Bible. They've got some perversion. They, they don't have a King James Bible. This, they're reading some perversion. They're going by man's teachings, and the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and his heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5 and they're trusting in their own heart because it feels right. And the Bible says, For the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. And, you know, they're going to believe it. And then it says, Maitreya established himself in the London, Indian, Pakistani community, where he soon became a spokesman for the underprivileged, voicing his concern with modern problems, political, economic, and social. August 1987. We fast forward. Cream announced in the coming three or four months, Maitreya will be working intensively to bring about a breakthrough in international relations in the world. Okay, so let me start over again here. Cream announced in the coming three or four months, and this is August of 1987, Maitreya will be working intensively to bring about a breakthrough in international relations in the world. Less than a month later, Political meetings between the Americans and the Soviets led to the armament, armaments agreement no one had thought possible. So guess what? Mr. Devil Betraya comes and, and takes credit for this supposed armaments agreement between the Americans and the Soviets. You're going to see he takes credit for just about everything. You know? Then we go to April of 1988. An association of Maitreya began regular communication with two London-based journalists, relaying Maitreya's forecast of world events, which he makes from his knowledge of the law of cause and effect. Between 1988 and 1993, this information was distributed to the world's media and published monthly in Share International Magazine, which again is a... UN-sponsored website, United Nations, which is going to be the crux of the one world government. Who better to disseminate this knowledge than them? Maitreya predicted dramatic and, un and unexpected international events weeks, months, or years before they happened. These events included the reapproachment between the United States and the Soviet Union, 
The growing power of the people's voice demonstrated most dr dramatically in Eastern Europe, the collapse of communism in Soviet Union, the release of Nelson Mandela, and the ending of apartheid in Southern Africa, the resignation of Margaret Thatcher, a prediction that Devil Maitreya made at the height of her political popularity, the defeat of George Bush in 1992 in the presidential election, the peace initiatives in the Middle East and Northern Ireland, earthquakes in Armenia in 1988 and in California and China in 1989, the new worldwide focus on the environment, yet to come as an international stock market collapse, which will force all governments to reorder their priorities in favor of providing all citizens with the basic necessities of life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay, so he, you can see this guy has no shortage of ego. Okay? Ego is not the problem here. Because he's like taking credit for everything. Which is kind of what you would expect the Antichrist to do. You know. June of 1988, Maitreya Associated, uh, Maitreya's associate stated, quote, The signs of Maitreya's presence in the world will continue to increase. He is going to flood the world with such happenings that the mind can never comprehend it. End of quote. Within months, quote, crosses of light were discovered in windows of homes near Los Angeles. Oh, I thought the cross was a Christian symbol. Well, Lord Maitreya is flooding all these homes with these crosses of light. And I'm not saying that these aren't lying signs and wonders. I mean, there are, there's validity to these things. But guess who's taking credit for every single one of them? Maitreya. Remember, Jesus Christ said a wicked and adulterous generation will seeketh after a sign. Why would, let me ask you a question, if it was really Jesus doing it, why would he be putting crosses everywhere and all over the stuff when that was the very instrument used to crucify him? That just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. The Bible says, cursed is he that hangeth upon a tree, and this is what essentially happened to Jesus Christ. He took the curse of mankind. He took that sin debt upon him. But why do we want to so much glorify the instrument that crucified Jesus Christ. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The fact that, you know, we're really not supposed to make these graven images or things. And there's people that essentially worship the cross. Why do you, Or the Catholics take it one step further. They put Jesus Christ back on the cross, which would be more considered a crucifix. And they wear it around their neck and they have it in their churches. You know what? Jesus Christ isn't on the cross anymore. And they portray him as, I mean, the one the Pope has is the worst. That, that rod he carries around with Jesus, he's all like hung down and slumped over and all, you know, skinny. And, and that's the one, because see, that's where the Catholics want to keep Jesus Christ. They want to keep him on the cross. Because I think that he seems a lot more vulnerable there and he seems more pathetic, you know, to them. That's where they want to keep, but you know what? Those days are long over. When Jesus died, he said, it is finished, it's done. He's not a little baby in the manger anymore. He's not hanging on the cross anymore. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and ever maketh intercession for the saints. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So, we need to get our priorities straight on that. So, these crosses of light were discovered in windows near Los Angeles, later in Canada, France, England, Japan, New Zealand, and the Philippines. Now, just, and again, more confirmation of this whole cross thing is that if Lord Maitreya is doing it and taking credit for it, do you think you want to be messing around with it? Wouldn't you want to kind of like err on the side of safety and stay away from that? This phenomenon was accompanied by an increase in other inexplicable events, such as weeping statues of the Virgin Mary, apparitions of Mary and Jesus, crop circles... 
He's taking credit for all the crop circles. Well, guess who's doing that? The supposed aliens. I told you there's going to be interplay here. And then angelic encounters. Usually these angels many times appear as women with wings, with halos, and they preach another gospel. And the Bible says that if any creature, whether it be angelic or human, preach another gospel, let him be accursed. And then it says, let it be accursed again in the next verse. Every single time, remember, Satan can come as an angel of light, and he can also transform his ministers into ministers of righteousness. Um, all these angelic encounters, you got to be real super careful. Women angels with wings. And I'll see one example of a woman angel in the Bible. I'm not being prejudiced. I'm going by the Bible. Now, don't see one example ever of a woman good angel. Now, we did talk about in, in Zechariah, or is it Zephaniah, where it, where it talks about the two, the two women angels with wings. And the angel that's talking to him actually says, this is a cursed thing. This is evil. This is wickedness, was the exact wording. So, we don't have a real good biblical example of women angels with wings. And also, the angels that did appear in the Bible always appeared as men without wings. Now, there are certain angelic beings that, that were described with wings. The cherubim and the seraphim, which are actually higher angelic beings, I believe, than just the standard angel. Okay? But, um, again, that's a whole other study, and I can send you the literature on that if you, if you need me to. My, my email address is on the, uh, the website there. So, um, angelic encounters and vanishing hitchhikers. We're going to talk about that more. So, as the signs continued to manifest worldwide, media coverage increased. I mean, this guy's taking credit for everything. Um, then, in June 11, 1988, Matreya suddenly appeared out of the blue. Now, this was his first real public appearance. We're going to talk a lot more about this. Matreya suddenly appeared out of the blue at a Christian prayer meeting in Nairobi, Kenya. Now remember that thing I just had talked about earlier where that really, really famous, big time, Pentecostal, charismatic, Christian evangelist predicted Lord Matreya's emergence? I'm not giving his name out yet. This was it. He had predicted this to the day and said Jesus Christ would appear to a nearby village where he was preaching at at the time in Africa. Because that's his whole ministry is in Africa. And guess what? Three days later, out of the blue, at a Christian prayer meeting in Nairobi, Kenya, thousands attending, instantly recognizing him as Jesus Christ. He spoke to them in their own language, which was Swahili. And he spoke without even any kind of accent. He spoke it perfect. This guy appears... Now, could you imagine? You're at a prayer meeting. Out of the blue, this, this, this Pentecostal minister, three days earlier, they probably were all at this guy's meeting. They remember what he said, or at least they got word of what he said. Three days later, Jesus Christ himself was going to actually appear bodily on this earth and walk among the people. Now, my Bible says that when you know Jesus Christ returns, he's going to come in the clouds. Okay, and then he's going to return, you know, essentially, we also know he's going to return um, at the end of the seven-year tribulation. Now, again, now we're getting into the whole pre-trib, post-trib theory. I don't even want to go down that road today. 
Okay, regardless of what you believe, this does not qualify biblically. And we're going to give you those verses later. But, the thousands there attending instantly recognized him as Jesus Christ. He spoke to them in their own language, which was Swahili, without an accent, and many reported being cured of major illnesses. Isn't the Antichrist going to come with all lying signs and wonders? We talked about this last week, at that, that New Age gathering that we talked about, which was kind of like a prelude to what we're talking about today, where all these people go to these New Age events, and they're really getting healed. Probably a much higher percentage are actually getting healed there than at Benny Hinn. Who's getting the glory? The Ascended Masters? See, they're setting the world up for this. They've got to soften the masses up for this to a point where they can actually make their 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 move into the public and be accepted. And again, it's up to the Lord to decide this, when that's going to happen. Then it goes on to say, the Kenya Times reported that afterwards a man saw Maitreya take a few steps and then simply disappear. The Times photographed Maitreya and the story was picked up and reported by international news organizations. Now we're going to get back to this. Okay. Let's go further. 1991 to present. As in Kenya, 1988, Maitreya continues to appear miraculously throughout the world. Mainly at meetings of orthodox religious groups. Prior to his appearance in different locales, he, potenti he potentiates the water in the area with healing energy. So he puts the kibosh on the water, magnetizes it some way, and then all of a sudden he appears a few days later. What he's doing is he's softening up these people to accept him when he comes. He's appearing to orthodox religious groups, particularly the one he's been really targeting in recent years are the fundamental Christians, and they admit it. Now, whether they call these fundamental Christians Catholics, I'm not 100% sure because I think they tend to lump the Catholics in with the Christians. But I know some of these, these organizations are actually not Catholic. And he comes to these things, and he appears out of nowhere. In fact, you can go up on his website right now and look at all the places he's appeared from 1988, from this event in Nairobi, all the way up to 2002. At which time they don't have any more. They, they haven't put up any more. But they give the... Um, they give where he appeared, how many people he appeared to, what type of denomination it was, whether it was Hindu or Christian or whatever. They give the country and the city. And, they, and then they say how, how many minutes he spoke. So could you imagine, you're in some whatever, some apostate church, and you got some guy materialized out of nowhere, speaks to you for, for 12 minutes, and then he just disappears. That would be pretty impressive for the average person. Okay? That's what he does. But what is that for Satan? You know what? My God created the universe. Big deal. So this guy can materialize and dematerialize. Well, again, he's going to come with all lying signs and wonders. So, if we go further, and then what he does prior to that is he, he magnetizes the water, he does something in the water, which supposedly gives it these healing powers. All these people start getting healed, so they're already like pre-sold. You ever heard that term in like sales, being pre-sold? Well, they're already, they're already sold by the time, you know, he walks in the door. All it takes is a little line, signs and wonders, and they buy it hook, line, and sinker. 
In Mexico, Germany, and India, the healing waters have been discovered and millions of people have been drawn to the sites. Many claim they've been cured of illnesses such as AIDS, cancer, arthritis, and glaucoma after drinking the water. In August 1993, the American television program, CBS Up to the Minute, aired a week-long series of the healing waters in Tacolti, Mexico, which he takes credit for now. The reporter cited laboratory results which found the water to be lighter than normal water. She herself claimed that using the water cured an eye infection in less than one-third the time her doctor had predicted it would take. Other inexplicable events continue to make the headlines, including the 1995 worldwide phenomenon. Phenomenon. That was good. Good English. Really good. Sorry. Phenomenon of Hindu religion religious icons reported to be drinking milk by worshippers and skeptics alive, alike. So now they've got the old Hindu idols doing the milk trick. They can make the milk disappear, just like the magicians do on stage where they pour it in the newspaper and it's all gone. Well, the Hindu idols are now, I guess they, they got over their whole lactose intolerance thing, and the Hindu idols are just drinking milk by the gallon. And Bessie's very happy. Bessie the cow. Sorry. Anyway, among Muslims, sacred messages formed in the perfect Arabic script have been found in and on the garden vegetables. That's always a good sign, you know, the old garden vegetable thing, having Arabic letters. I mean, I'm sold right away on that. And that's been going on in the Middle East and UK. The reason I mention that is because he is appearing very, very much to the Muslims. Very, very much. Remember, they're waiting for Imam Mahadi or whatever. Okay? Which is what the Quran predicted. Which is their unholy book they go by. So, he's appearing to everybody. He's making the rounds. He may be spreading himself thin, yes. But evidently, this devil can keep up with the demands that his schedule, you know, has. So, but the last thing is called the Day of Declaration. Maitreya is expected to make his first major public appearance via an American television network. This will lead to the Day of Declaration, when he will speak to all of humanity inwardly. In their own language and at the same time, hundreds of thousands of healings will take place. Those who have the television will also see his face broadcast by an international satellite hookup set in place by the world's media. In this way, people everywhere will come to know the world teacher is among us. Now, this day of declaration most likely is going to correspond with the Antichrist making his arrival. And it's most likely going to respond to the ending of most likely World War III, which will have already happened at that point. Where, which will most likely manifest as Israel and America going against Iran in the Middle East. And there's going to be this man of peace that comes, and he kind of fixes everything. He's going to get this big covenant going with Israel and these other countries. And as the Bible says in Daniel, he's going to confirm the covenant for a week, which is essentially seven years. And this is going to be the start of the tribulation. And this is most likely going to take place in this whole day of declaration where he's going to speak to all these people universally, telepathically. We're, we're talking about mass demonic witchcraft deception here. This is all compatible with the Bible. Okay, every bit of what, we, what we're going over here. And I think that this is going to be one of the most likely scenarios. Maybe, maybe 
you know, I'm way off base with this, but this information has been around for a long time. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one there, and we're going to go right into part two.